Hello, my name is Jerry Durham, and I want to welcome you to my podcast, What's Best for the Patient is Best for the Business. This podcast was put together for you, the healthcare practice owner, and wants to achieve success in your healthcare practice and turn this practice, this clinic, into a business. So if you want growth and scalability that drives financial performance, all three of those don't always come together. But if you want that, then you've come to the right place. I'm here to help you be most successful in your healthcare practice and turn it into a business. Cheers. Thanks for coming. All right. And welcome back. Glad you guys are here. So we are in the middle or we're starting the Action Taker series. You know, I love my series here on this podcast. And so we're in the middle of the Action Taker series. And what really drove me to this series was some of the people I'm working with that have really just taken the information and have gone full speed ahead. And I want them to share their story. And I'm going to be God. I think everybody knows I'm pretty transparent here. And this isn't just a pitch to sign up for Jerry. I want to highlight people doing the work. There are so many great ideas out there that die because people don't do the work. And now I've grabbed a group of people. They're not the only people doing the work. I get it. But I want to take the people doing the work that I believe needs to be done to make healthcare practices more successful. So my guest today, I should say, is with uh, Jordan Floyd of Limitless. It's Limitless Therapy and Wellness, not physical, right? Yeah. All right. I'm just making sure. All right. Limitless Therapy and Wellness. I'm going to let Jordan take over from here because I really want him to share his story. And yes, I will interject. And yes, I'll have to jump in at times. And he probably won't curse. So I'll have to jump in and curse so we can keep our explicit streak alive here on the podcast. So welcome, Jordan. Thanks for having me, Jerry. I appreciate it. And um, sure thing. yeah, I can start from the beginning. Uh, my practice is almost three years old now. In a month, it'll be three years old. So started in May of 2019. I was just kind of figuring things out as I go and flying by the seat of my pants from May of 2019 until January of 2021, when Jerry and I started working together. But for those first 18 months or so, it was myself for the first nine months being the sole physical therapist, so the sole source of income while trying to manage the bookkeeping and answer the phones and, you know, do networking and all that kind of stuff. And it took me about nine months to realize that that wasn't going to cut it. So I hired another therapist who was a pelvic floor therapist, which was great because it added something I couldn't do. But along the way, uh, realized that uh, I wasn't really prepared to move into the owner operator role for having other people on my team in terms of managing the patient journey, as uh, Jerry talks about a lot from start to finish. feel like we did fine with the layups with the easy cases, but for the folks that had objections, reservations, hesitations, expectations that were different from what it does that we were providing, we probably weren't doing a great job with those folks. took me a little longer to realize it than it probably should, but finally it got to the point where our business was growing despite our lack of systems. Problem was the bottom line wasn't growing. So, you know, we were making more revenue, but we weren't making more profit. And a lot of that was, again, because of mistakes that I was making along the way. And so kind of just through happenstance of um, having followed Jerry for a year or two, um, actually listened to a podcast that you did, Jerry, with uh, David Bailiff and Josh Payne for their... uh, what used to be called the mobile PT and now it's like some right. cage clinician or something like that. Hey, yeah. Real quick, speaking of mobile yeah. PT. Yeah. 
Tell people your practice model. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So just for context, I don't think anything's been lost. It just just for context. Yeah. So we do have kind of a hybrid practice now, but it started off as just a mobile practice. So we were just mobile for the first 14 to 15 months or so. And then just kind of approached, just got approached for some kind of collaborations and partnerships with existing brick and mortar spaces where we could come in and provide some kind of supplemental services for their clients in exchange for some space so that we could start seeing people in person. So now our practice is a team of six therapists with two brick and mortar locations while continuing to see patients in their homes, offices, gyms on the mobile basis as well. And one front desk person, right? And yes, so six yep. therapists and one front office staff. That's correct. So you said you were 2020 and you were growing, increased. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is important. This is the last thing I heard, of course. You had more revenue, but not more profit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so cool. So this was in 2020, right? That was, yeah, from 20, we started May of 2019 yeah. through 2020. By the end of 2020, we were a team of four therapists because we just had the volume. I mean, we, we were, we were seeing patients, but we weren't doing a great job of getting them to complete plans of care, getting them to pay for packages up front, getting actually collecting payment, setting expectations on the front end for what a plan of care was going to look like. And so, and I say all this, it sounds negative. Like if you look at, you know, our online reputation, we've got, you know, 115 five-star reviews and it's not like our company developed a bad reputation of what we were doing. I think it was just one of those things where we were probably making a lot of the same mistakes that 90% of other practices are making, right? So it's not like we were bottom of the barrel. I just felt like as a business owner, I'm sitting here going, top line number is getting bigger, but this bottom line number isn't. There's something off with this equation. I love that. And then you said uh, you heard, I remember doing that podcast with those guys. That was fun. And so you heard the podcast and what I get it. Yes, we're here on my podcast. Yes, I do this work. But there. so what was it you heard on the podcast that made you go, hmm, that is because you just this is great. I love the way you're sharing this, Jordan. You just shared with, hey, the reviews are good. The clinical care is good. My revenue is good. Where the fuck is my money in the bank? So you made that realization. And by the way, like 90 percent, I might want to bump that number up a bit. (laughs) Right. So we're at this point, but you had to own that. And then you had to understand that there was a problem to be addressed. I don't want to say fixed, but a problem to be addressed. So, so what at that point were you thinking needed to be, you needed help with? Well, actually I think, so I think at the time that I listened to that podcast, I did not have a front office staff at all. I was managing all that myself. So of course I was just trying to take some of those things to heart that you were talking about in terms of setting the expectations on the front end and the level of communication that it takes to be able to actually get somebody over some of the objections that they're going to have over the phone. Well, I was the one that was having to do that then. And I actually, if I'm being totally honest, I think I was actually doing a pretty good job of it, but then we got, I will, ba- I will, I will verify that because yeah, I've heard the, you. I think you were doing a good job, but the problem is we got to a point where we were big enough to where I couldn't do it anymore. And so I brought on, someone to help from a front office standpoint. And she was phenomenal from the administrative task side of things. But immediately we noticed a huge difference in terms of what was happening on the phone. And that's when I knew I'm probably not equipped. I don't have a 10 step process to give her to get her from where she is to where she needs to be. So it's time to look into something. Real quick, because I think this is important here. 
because I hear this a lot and I want to make sure we uh, clarify this. So you hire someone, right? You're like, hey, I've got this. It's going good, but I can't do this. I can't continue to grow a company and do this. Uh, by the way, that's called scaling just in context. Well, I mean, I'm I'm sitting there seeing 25 patients a week, missing calls all day. Right. Long. Missing, missing new business call. Let's right. be honest. New right. business call. So, and because this is good. And this is why I wanted you to share, because I know you own this stuff along the way. And so many people, the first step is we got to own that. I can't see 25 visits, no matter how great I am at the phone. By the way, you could have stopped seeing the patients and stuck clearly to the phone, which is a viable solution, but you didn't want to because I see you nodding your head. Um, <laughs> so you bring someone on and you said they started answering the phone, but it wasn't working. It wasn't working out. So you're talking about deliverables. Though. We're talking about scheduled, arrived, right? Yeah. Okay. If you would just clarify that a bit, I want, yeah, yeah. It was I just, want to make sure people understand the connectedness of all this. Yeah. Just things that, to me, at least in my time of being on the phone, objections that I would think were easy to overcome or decisions that are made on a phone call in terms of making a recommendation for which therapist a patient should be working with or something like that. Things that I thought, because it was my system, I get it, but to me, it was second nature. And I clearly did not do a great job screening on the front end for this person's skill set and preparing this person to be successful by giving them the resources and the training they needed. So yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I feel like yeah. it was a two-headed monster there. So it was, shall we say, so let's say this, the conversion rate was less. So the number of people arriving based on the number of leads had decreased. So we we're back to, hey, I got all this business, right? But I can't answer the new phone, but it's kind of okay because the business is still flowing. Let's mm -hmm. be honest, we've all done that. But now all of a sudden you turn it over and business starts to dip and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. It was actually better when I was doing it the other way, but that's not Correct. sustainable. Okay, cool. Right. I just now want to I'm make like, sure I'm just going to call that person back after hours because I don't, yeah. if I let you call them, I'm afraid we're going to lose them. Yeah, so. right. So then you you even brought yourself more work by bringing <laughs> someone to help who right. wasn't prepared to do that work. Right, right. Cool. Correct. Cool. So here we are. You realized you didn't, um, that this person isn't prepared to help be the entry point to the business and grow your business. Yes. And so, I mean, that's, that's pretty much around the time that I decided to at least reach out to Jerry and hear what he had to say along those lines, just to find out, hey, I feel like there's layers of this. They're going to have to be pulled back. It's probably not as simple as buy a book and follow their process. It's probably going to be something that needs going to be tailored to exactly what we're doing in our business. It's probably going to need to do a deep dive on whose role and responsibility is going to be what in this process so that as Jerry says, we can each own our role in that patient journey. I didn't really know what our individual roles needed to be. I just knew that our current roles weren't working. Actually, let's peel it back even more. I didn't know every step in the patient journey, right? We hadn't even really outlined that yet. So that's kind of where things started with Jerry was getting on a call and then um, him kind of outlining what it would look like to get to the point where he is, to where he was just, I, mean, I was just always struck by uh, unflappable is probably the word I would use just, you know, and some of the examples that he gave on the phone where it's just like, these are things that would cause me to pause or cause me to go, I don't know, or cause me to go, ah, uh, maybe. And for him, he just, it was always an answer for it. And so I was like, I, I want to get to that point, but I also need to get my team to that point in order for us to move the business forward. So. So here we are. What, what time frame are we in? Are we in 20 or 21? That was January of 21. Whenever okay. you and I started. About a year, a little over a year ago. 
Yep, about 16 months. Yep. Yeah. So this is why now we're going to get into why Jordan's on the action taker theories of my podcast. So Jordan and I decided to work together. I'm just going to share the first meeting. I don't remember it specifically, but I remember the result. So I come in with, look, I'm going to help you. I'm going to tell you, I can't implement it. I'm not in your business. I'm not part of your business, nor do I typically want to be, but yet I see, right? I want to work with Jordan. This is a good fit. I can deliver the results. So I meet with Jordan. I swear to God, our first meeting, and I was like, you know, okay, right? And Jordan's like, okay, what do I need to do? Right? And so we left that meeting with probably one or two deliverables that I thought might take a couple weeks, maybe three weeks, and we'd hash out and he'd come back with more problems. I get on the phone. We're scheduled for weekly. I'm laughing already. We're scheduled for weekly calls. And the, we get to the second call. I'm like, how'd that go? And he's like, well, okay. So those two things you told me to do, I implemented them and here's the result. And I was like, what? <laughs> so unprepared for that. In the point of, I was expecting more questions to mm-hmm. come forward so we could keep moving this forward so he could implement. And this was the beauty. This is the beauty of what I just said. Step one is implement. And then what was the result of that? Was it positive? Was it negative? What was it? And knowing that, okay, this is our starting point to get to our benchmark. And that's why in 16 months, since we started working together, I really, you know, I've always knew Jordan was great at implementing. I've seen the result with more people, more employees, AKA more patients. I've seen the financials. And then really getting on a call last week and we opened up his financial sheet for the first time in a long time. And I just want to share my brief take on that. We weren't looking at the revenue side. What I was excited about and what I heard from Jordan is he was so excited that he was spending this much on his business because he knew the result of spending that money and what the end result was, aka his bottom line. So now I want to go into a question, Jordan, I guess. And I'm serious when I ask this, it's not just a softball. That, that money flowing through to the top line is now moving more efficiently to the bottom line. Would you say so? Is that 100%. the way you'd put mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And your what I love is when we got on that call, so I share this sheet. I call it a brain. I, I don't know what I call it anymore. I don't know what you call it. I call it the brain trust. And it's a financial sheet that I shared with Jordan so that he could start to see, right, what was the impact of the money he was spending? Because- we talk about revenue generators and non-revenue generators in the company. And I'm like, yeah, not really. I'm just looking at where does all the money go and what can we get out the back end for spending this money based on a lot of different things. But then Jordan obviously quickly put to the, that together at the beginning and then was seeing the results of it and then utilizing it for when do I hire my next person? And it's like, well, let's punch your salary into the sheet and see the impact and see the visits. And so Again, it was fun to pull that sheet out last week and see mm-hmm. the money. Again, literally, I when Jordan opened it up and shared his screen, I couldn't see anything but the expenses. And I was like, man. And I knew to most people, they go, wow, that's too much money. And I was like, no, I knew he was spending exactly how much he needed to because he knew what he was getting out of the bottom half of that. Would you agree, Jordan? Oh, yeah. I think that first fee you had was just expenses even before payroll. And then we scroll over to you payroll. Correct. Yeah, yeah payroll you are now. correct. I hadn't even seen the payroll. So the expenses yeah. more than doubled. Right. Oh, yeah. It was almost triple. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so, but that was the beauty of it all and not getting caught up in expenses and all this. It's like, how much, right? What is the result to the bottom line is really, and that's where we started day one with that is 
until we have every dollar going out, we can't truly measure that bottom line. And then we can look at the impact of hiring a front desk person, put their dollar in, right? Put the provider dollar in. Jordan's model, you are paying per visit, correct? For your Yeah, uh, yep. I pay my uh, therapist a percentage of the revenue from each visit. Yes, that's correct. Percentage of the revenue per visit. Thank you. So that, again, on this sheet, it is really easy for Jordan to sit down and do a calculation and see the impact, right? I get people every day, every day, you know, how much do you pay a new PT? I'm like, what's the impact to your bottom line? What's their capacity? What's their rate? By the way, Jordan pays a percentage per visit. It doesn't matter if they're salaried or whatever. As long as what is their rate, what is their impact to the bottom line? What's their capacity, right? How much are you charging? And then what is their rate is what you need. And what I love is now Jordan, we had this discussion. Jordan can go out and offer exactly what he, check this out, listen carefully, what he wants to offer, understanding the impact on the business. That to me is the way you pay employees. Mm-hmm. And we had that discussion yesterday again. It's mm-hmm. it's not just going, well, everybody, I'm going to start everybody at this rate. I'm like, based on what? Of which you kind of did at the beginning. Is it okay? Oh, if I say yeah. That, oh, yeah. Yeah. that was one of, that was one of the reasons that there was not very much money getting from the top to the bottom was I was is not understanding the impact. Not understanding that what, what, uh, what it takes to actually pay the bills for an employee every month. You see how much money they're bringing in and you think, oh, well, I can afford to keep this much and give them this much. And then you realize you're actually paying for a whole lot more than you think you are. Um, yeah, for- and that's step number one. And this has zero to do with what people are worth and what the market bears, no, blah, blah, blah. This is about what is the impact on my business to bring this person in. Mm-hmm. And what I love about the way we looked at that sheet yesterday was, again, someone, I have used that same sheet for people asking for an insane I say insane amount of money with other clients. And they say, should I pay this? And my first response is, did you run it through the sheet? Because the question is, shouldn't you pay it? The question first is, can we pay it? That's a yes, no. Then should we pay it? And by the way, this other client, man, I was like, I said, we got to run it through the sheet. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. Ran it through the sheet. Holy crap. Not only is there a way, but there's more money at the bottom line, right? Right. So it's like, now, now let's have a discussion. What do you want to do with this number? What do you want to do with this person? Because you can continue the conversation. And that's what I love is that was our conversation, right? Yesterday. Great. Mm -hmm. This person in, they're doing this. We're ramping them up. You can make better business decisions, right? When you know the impact of the dollar to the bottom line. Yes. hundred percent. And we were talking and again, now I'm just thinking about the impact of this and you, right, mm-hmm. being the action taker, we were talking about, right, is it marketing? Is it retention? Is it this? Where do we need to focus? And what I love about Jordan taking action, when we do retention stuff, it gets done. So that number starts to settle in and it's like, okay, all this is taken care of. Now, what do we got to look at? Yep. It's marketing, right? Mm-hmm. And that was our discussion this week. I got to do marketing. We pull up the financial seat. It's like, no question about it. That's it. But other people come to me. I need to do more marketing. I'm like, what are you doing with the current people in the business? Right. What are you generating? How long are they staying for? How many drop-offs? How many cancels? Right. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you, Jordan knows all of that. I want to highlight, I want to go back again. This is when I met you, you were doing mobile. Yep. And doing well. Yeah. Yeah. And then what, because this hybrid thing, I think this is 
I like this a lot. And we talked about how to market this thing. You know, you've got this mobile slash brick and mortar business, and you will see just for clarification, a provider may see people in their home and in the brick and mortar, correct? So it's oh, not yeah. either or Easily. thing, right? Oh, it's not an either or. Yeah, yeah, it can absolutely be an and. Yeah, we have almost all of our all of our providers have mobile appointments and brick and mortar appointments every week, and sometimes even within the same patient. Same patient, right, might same patient. So one day, office. like Mondays in their home, Thursdays yep. in the clinic. Yes. Mm-hmm. What? Because I have forgotten this, dude, and I know we've had this discussion. But what led you to look at the brick and mortar side of it? Yeah. So a couple things. So. Again, one of the objections that we were actually encountering sometimes is we had people that wanted to work with us, but didn't have a good place. So oh, it's kind of one of those of like, hey, I mean, I'd love to have you, but like I live in a one bedroom apartment and I got kids and like there's really nowhere for us to do this. Are you sure you don't have somewhere where I can come? So willing yeah. to pay you money, willing to pay the rate. And it yeah. was actually that interesting. Correct. The other part of it was that we had people that were either outside of our coverage territory that we would normally cover, including even out of state. Right. And then we run into like, you know, licensure, licensure right. issues across state lines. But if they come to us, that's not a problem. So right. yeah, yeah, it yeah. became a much, I would say it's mainly those two things. We had patients that didn't have a good space or you know what? There's some people that don't want people coming to their house. Right. Be- By the way, I'm one of those people. I, right. love, <laughs> I love your practice. I love mobile practices. I think it's solving this. This is that whole thing where you got to be careful how yeah. you choose to do business because yeah. I love all that. I don't want anybody in my house. I always right. tell people that I love your model, but you're right. never fucking coming to my house. Right. Well, especially, weird. you know, think about the people that's like, man, I got young kids are going to be screaming the whole yeah. time. My husband works from home. It's going to be yeah. too loud, whatever it is. It's just like, cool. Okay. Well, now we got another option. Yeah. And I so love it. Just another way for us to be able to say yes to more people at the end of the day. You are um, correct. That one business with you that are the right fit for you. Right. Exactly. We didn't bite off more than we could chew to start either. We kept our overhead low. We partnered with some organizations that just had some extra space and were looking to lease it out. And it wasn't like we, you know, went and bought some big 10,000 square foot building. We just started with one room and then grew to two. And, you know, we have four, I guess, four different private treatment rooms across two brick and mortar spaces right now. Yep. The other thing too, I think that's important and we don't have to um, go too far on this. But, you know, you have two pelvic health PTs, right? That's correct. Which is right. When I first met you and you said you had mobile practice, my gut was just like, oh, my God, pelvic health, right? It was mm-hmm. like, yeah, both females. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I, I would assume that this creates more opportunity. I'm assuming, by the way, I'm just throwing this out there because yeah. I want people to know you're not it's not just right. It's not low back pain and sprained ankles. It's it's no. pelvic health. It's yep. everything. Yep, absolutely. Again, that was one of those that nobody else in our area was doing anything like that for that population specifically. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I think um, that was the other reason I wanted to really tap on this at the end is I want people to hear these different opportunities available to them and how they are growable and scalable if you are focused on that. So you started, it was you and one other. What are you up to? Remind, how many FTEs again, provider-wise? Including you, including if we were to do FTEs, it's four. four. There are six of us. Okay, um, and then I'm basically not an FTE. I'm like yeah. maybe a tenth. Then I have, you know, three other providers that are full time and two others that are part time. Yep. Are you completely nuts? How many visits you have a week now? I'd say just this that. week we're. I think th- when I looked at our uh, projection for this week, 
we were projected at like 98. So just under a hundred a week. Uh, cool. Um, so, and that's across, you know, I say six therapists, but really it's five. I, I think and I saw then, one, I saw one visit. My, one visit. Yeah. So you're seeing one now, when we first started, were you, were you all the way like 25 a week? Yeah. 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 So I do want to highlight that is, and that was one of your asks at the beginning, right? That was one of the objectives. You, yep. you wanted to run a business. Yep. And you know, what's interesting about that too, I want to just throw this out there for anybody listening is, you know, whether that's your goal or not, I always tell everybody, you got to see the exit. You got to know what it looks like. You can stay in at a hundred percent, but if you know the exit, then you can make the choice. But I get right. people all the time going, no, I don't want to leave the business. I'm like, so you don't want to know how to sell it. You don't want to know how to exit it. Right. Because, mm -hmm. because don't forget my friends, if you keep seeing patients at like 50, 60%, when they come to value your business, they have to build in your replacement. So the fact right. that you're seeing patients driving revenue and running the company, they're going to split that. So you got to see what the business looks like with you out of it by both personally and financially. So yep. that is uh, just something I wanted to add on too. So that's the beauty. And that's the work I love is the people who come to me and say, look, I love this, but I want to create something bigger than me. Right. Mm -hmm. And now you're right it's now you're seeing three to four times more people than you would yep. just by you continuing to see patients. It cracked me up. And, you know, before I started my practice, I was working for a large outpatient practice that was acquired by another large outpatient practice. And I remember, I think this was one of the times where it maybe hit on me that maybe I do have the kind of entrepreneur's mindset and the business savvy to do this, because I remember so many people being angry at this person for selling their practice. And I'm sitting here going like, and I want to give him a high five. Like he did it. Like this oh, is this so is the dream funny. right here. This dude, this dude didn't want to be in his 80s having to figure out what to do with this yeah. business of his. Like he had an opportunity to cash out and he did. Like props oh, to him. Dude, that everybody else is like, I can't believe he sold us out. I'm like, you can't look at it that way. This is a business at the end of the day. And you can't imagine the amount of time, energy, and resources this guy's invested just to get it to a point where somebody else would want to buy it. So yeah, that oh, that's that that, that is me. a great chair. I'd never heard you say that part. Yeah. You know what? We're going to end that right. We're going to end this right there. That is, that is too good. So I want to thank you, Jordan, for sharing. Yeah. And I learned some new things about you and your journey. And I appreciate you sharing your journey and you being the, uh, literally the action taker that has just kicked this thing up because I'm, I love what you've done and you're going to be serving more and more people. And I assume the goal is funny. I don't think I've ever, I don't know if we've ever, you know, I, the goal, right? But all I'm going to say is I assume you'll be adding more people and growing more every day, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the goal. And I mean, we've talked about this before. I think at some point, I certainly don't want to put handcuffs on myself. Physical therapy doesn't have to be all that we do either. Um, yeah, so, there you go. Ooh, there so, you go. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're going to look, you know, in the future, we'll be looking at other types of services and other types of providers that we can bring in, ultimately continue to add value to what it is that we can provide for patients, whether that's, you know, NPs and PAs who can do some procedures that we just simply can't do or some other, you know, like-minded healthcare providers. I think there's lots of opportunities there. As you know, PT, you know, it has a market, but we can certainly reach more people if we, we start wow. to look at other things as well. So we're open to any and all things, but we haven't tapped out PT just yet. So we're going to, we're going to press it. the pedal to the metal on that first. Love it. So I'm going to end with this now. So basically what you're saying is it's, limitless it is it's limitless that's the name man it is you can't put handcuffs on us you can't you know there is no ceiling you just got to continue to look at what the next thing is to disrupt the status quo and move forward 
Awesome. Thank you so much, Jordan. I appreciate you giving your time and your energy to uh, other people and letting them hear your journey. So thank you very much, my friend. Hey, thanks for partnering with us over the last, you know, 15, 16 months. It's been, like you said, it's been really cool to see what we've been able to accomplish together and the best is still to come. Yeah. Cheers, my man. All right. Thanks. Thank you for listening today to the podcast. Here's what I want you to do next. Um, If you want to stay in touch or want more information on the doing of all this, then I highly recommend and I really want you to go over to my YouTube page, Jerry Durham PT, J-E-R-R-Y-D-U-R-H-A-M. There is just so much content, videos added weekly, if not daily and you will be able to bury yourself and immerse yourself into this content and learn all you need to know to start implementing some of the things we talked about today second thing i want you to do is just jump in feet first over at my facebook group what's best for the patient is best for business daily interactions right i'll be there you can have discussions with other people you can ask me questions i post there frequently post videos i share information there so it's a place to stay up to date and be very interactive with other people who have the same goals and mindset that you do and want to create this business, this healthcare practice that will scale and grow and give you financial performance. Cheers all.